Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 4th of October. With close to 76,000 new cases of COVID-19, the tally in India has crossed the 65 lakh or 6.5 million mark. As many as 940 new deaths were reported in the last 24 hours, pushing the country's death toll to over 1 lakh. Deaths per million population in India are still less, nearly half of the world's average. Only about 72 deaths per million population have occurred in the country so far, and globally this number is 131. This has led to speculations about the authenticity of India's death numbers. On Wednesday, American President Donald Trump, in an effort to defend his own government's records in minimizing the loss of lives, suggested that India was underreporting deaths. Many scientists and health experts also believe that deaths in India might be somewhat underreported. Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Singh Puri on Saturday said that domestic passenger traffic could reach pre-COVID levels by the end of the current year. He said that daily domestic traffic had reached 1.76 lakh passengers from 30,000 passengers when the civil aviation operations resumed on May 25th following a two-month gap due to the pandemic. With COVID-19 cases continuing to rise across Kerala, prohibitory orders under CRPC Section 144 have been clamped across the state. Although Section 144 has been imposed across Kerala, there is no ban on mobility of people or functioning of offices and trade centers. The Maharashtra government on Saturday issued COVID-19 safety guidelines for restaurants and other eateries which have been allowed to reopen from October 5th. Hotels, food courts and restaurants can operate from Monday at 50% of their seating capacity. As per the guidelines, customers should be screened at the entry point for COVID-19 symptoms such as high temperature, cough and cold. Only asymptomatic customers will be allowed inside. India on Saturday said that a decision to reopen the Kartarpur corridor would be taken in accordance with the protocols related to COVID-19 and easing of restrictions. The comments by the spokesperson of the Ministry of External Affairs, Anurag Srivastav, came in the wake of Pakistan's proposal to reopen the corridor, which was shut down in March in view of the pandemic. In November last year, the two countries threw open the corridor linking Dera Baba Sahib in Gurdaspur in India and Gurdwara Kartarpur Sahib in Pakistan in a historic people-to-people initiative. Shivastava said and I quote as you are aware movement was suspended in the wake of covid-19 outbreak we remain in touch with all concerned authorities including the ministries of home affairs and health and family welfare unquote the latest and the most important development in the hatras gang rape incident is the medical legal report from the aligarh hospital where the 19 year old dalit girl was first admitted The report clearly mentions that the doctors had recorded complete penetration of the vagina and the use of force in their preliminary exam. The Uttar Pradesh police on the other hand had claimed that the forensic lab report showed that she was not raped. Uttar Pradesh's additional director general of police Prashant Kumar while denying that the case involved rape had also claimed that rape allegations were fabricated by people who wanted to incite caste tensions since the girl was a dalit. The girl's family has refused to immerse her ashes since her body was forcefully cremated by the police in the wee hours of Wednesday. This was while her family members were held in their own house against their will by the police and were not even allowed to see her body. The girl's brother said and I quote, "We are not sure whose ashes these are." Unquote. A medical team has gone to the family's home to treat the girl's father whose health condition has worsened over the last couple of days. The family has asked for strict action against the Hatras district magistrate Praveen Kumar Lakskar who was seen threatening the girl's family in a video released a few days ago. 
Bahujan Samaj Party President Mayawati has also asked why the government has taken no action against the DM. Meanwhile, the Uttar Pradesh government's decision to carry out narco tests on not just the people accused and the police officers involved, but also the victim's family, has been met with widespread criticism. While the Gandhi siblings finally managed to visit the aggrieved family yesterday, today Bhim Army Chief Chandrasekhar Azad is on his way to Hathras. His vehicle was stopped by the UP police again in Aligarh today, after which he proceeded to the village on foot. He was also detained by the UP police the night he was accompanying the family to Hathras as they returned home from Delhi after the girl's death. A group of Samajwadi Party leaders have also left for Hathras. Rashtriya Lokdal leader Jain Chaudhary is also expected to visit the family today. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee also took out a protest rally in Kolkata against the Hathras incident and launched a scathing attack against the BJP, calling it the biggest pandemic, torturing Dalits the most and running a dictatorship in the country. The Dravida Munetra Kazagam's women's wing, led by its chief Kani Mori, will also take out a candlelight march towards the Rajbhavan tomorrow, seeking justice for the 19-year-old girl from Hathras. Meanwhile, members from the upper caste from 12 villages in Hathras are organising a meeting in support of the accused today. The meeting will be held at BJP leader Rajveer Singh Pehelwan's home. Many members of the upper caste are already demonstrating outside the girls' village asking for an unbiased investigation. In other news related to Hathras, BJP's IT cell head Amit Malviya is being widely criticised after he shared a video of the girl two days ago in which her face was clearly visible and she was heard saying that she had been strangled as she resisted her perpetrators. In his tweet echoing the narrative of the UP police, he denied that the girl had been raped, saying, and I quote, Hathras victim's interaction with a reporter outside Aligarh Muslim University where she claimed there was an attempt to strangulate her neck. None of it is to take away from the atrocity of the crime, but unfair to colour it and demean the gravity of one heinous crime against another. Unquote. In another tweet, he claimed that there was no rape, saying, and I quote again, neither the woman nor her mother spoke of rape in their initial statements. Unquote. The chairperson of the National Commission of Women, Rekha Sharma, said today that it was illegal and unfortunate for Bharti Janta Party IT cell head Amit Malviya to have shared the video on Twitter. Sharma, while speaking to the Indian Express, said, and I quote, Courts have said over and over again that a rape victim's identity cannot be revealed in any which way. When we send statements, we are also very careful to never reveal the identity of a rape victim. The UP police had issued a statement saying that she was not a victim of rape. Nevertheless, there seems to be some confusion. I will be speaking to Amit Malviya as well as the UP police personally on the matter. If it turns out that she was a rape victim, then the National Commission of Women will take the issue forward to its logical end. The UP government had announced last evening that the Hathras case will be handed over to the CBI for further investigation. While Chief Minister Ajay Bisht, popularly known as Yogi Adityanath, had said that Prime Minister Modi has urged strict action in the case, days after the horrific Hathras incident, there still has been not a single word from the country's Prime Minister regarding the incident. The Prime Minister, however, has been constantly tweeting pictures and videos of himself donning a variety of headgear, inaugurating the Atal Tunnel in Himachal Pradesh's Rohtang today. Two days ago, the Prime Minister even wished the Trump family a quick recovery from COVID-19, but had nothing to say about the Hathras gang rape victim. Dear listeners, we at News Laundry have been consistently following the Hathras story. In fact, our reporters Akanksha and Nidhi were among the first to write an in-depth ground report on the case. They also filed a follow-up report based on their second visit to Hathras after the forceful burning of the victim's body. 
It is titled, Our Fault is That She Was a Dalit, in Hatras, a forced cremation, a media circus, and a life of humiliation. Let me read you an excerpt from their conversation with the girl's family. The police got so upset that they started pushing our women around, said Asha's sister. Some of them fell into the field on the other side of the road, some fell into the thorny bushes on the side. This was done by both male and female police officers. The women began prostrating before the police, Asha's sister-in-law said, begging for the body and asking for permission to cremate her in the presence of family. We fell on the ground, we stretched out our pallus and finally begged them to at least show us her face once, she said. But the police only got more aggressive and family members locked the gate of their house and did not allow any police officers to enter. Asha's brother cut in. Forget seeing her face, we have not even seen her body bag. Our reporters also went to cover the protests against the incident in Delhi's Jantar Mantar. To their surprise, they also saw a randomly held simultaneous protest calling for justice for SSR in the same location. They spoke to both sides, watched their video report titled Hatras and SSR, a tale of two protests. Listeners, if by any chance you're still finding it hard to grasp how caste plays a role even in gendered crimes, including in this case, please do watch Nidhi and Akanksha's video ground report titled Hatras Gang Rape, Why Does Caste Matter? To know more about their experience reporting the case, you can also listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders, where they spoke to me about their reports on Hatras. We want to bring you more of such ground reports and to enable us to do so, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry since we are an independent and 100% ad-free news platform. We need your support now more than ever before. So please go to our website newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Farmers' protests against the centre's new farm laws continued in Punjab yesterday as they blocked rail tracks for an indefinite period. The agitating farmers raised slogans against the government and said that the protests will go on till their demand for revoking the new laws is not accepted. A total of 31 farmers' bodies have joined hands to step up their agitation. They had announced to block rail tracks from October 1st for an indefinite period. Rail tracks have been blocked by farmers in many places across Punjab. Farmers under the banner of the Kisan Majdur Sangharsh Committee have been squatting at rail tracks in Amritsar and Firozpur since September 24th. According to Krantikari Kisan Union President Darshan Pal, besides blocking rail tracks at 33 places, farmers have also staged sit-ins outside 24 petrol pumps, 9 toll plazas, 4 shopping malls, a power thermal plant and a food grain go-down belonging to some corporate houses. Farmers have also raised a call to boycott some corporate houses and their products in the state. Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Saturday had said that the opposition, which is currently protesting against the new farm laws, had also thought of bringing improvements to the existing legislation but had lacked courage. Rahul Gandhi, who began his three-day tour of Punjab in support of the farmers, questioned the centre's claim of farm laws benefiting the farmers and said, and I quote, If farmers are happy with these laws, then why are they protesting across the nation? Why is every farmer in Punjab protesting? Gandhi further attacked the centre for implementing the farm laws without any open discussion in the parliament and during a crisis like COVID-19. Addressing the Kisan Bachao rally in Moga, Rahul Gandhi claimed that the Prime Minister Modi had been lying to the people for the last six years. He said, and I quote again, This is a Katputli government whose strings are in the hands of the Adanis and the Ambanis. These are the three black laws that have been passed. The Modi government wants to destroy the three pillars of Indian agriculture, MSP, food grain procurement and mandis. 
What was the hurry to bring these laws in the time of COVID-19? Why was there no proper discussion in the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha? Starting from Moga, Rahul Gandhi will be driving a tractor for 52 kilometers over the next three days and the convoy will move through rural and link roads which are maintained by the Punjab Mandi Board utilizing the funds collected by levying market fee and rural development fund from the grain markets. And now for some international updates. Global COVID-19 infections have crossed the 34.9 million mark today, including 1.03 million deaths. Coronavirus cases continue to surge in many parts of Europe. On Saturday, France reported a daily record of almost 17,000 new cases, while Italy recorded over 2,800 new cases, its highest daily tally since April when the country was still under lockdown. In the UK, more than 12,800 new infections were reported in the last 24 hours to Saturday, nearly double the number reported a day earlier, which was blamed on reporting delays from previous weeks. Ireland too is seeing a significant escalation in COVID-19 infections after reporting the highest daily death toll since May and the third highest daily number of cases recorded to date. Russia's COVID-19 cases have also topped 10,000 for the first time since May. On Sunday, Russia's Coronavirus Crisis Center reported 10,499 new infections, which is the biggest daily tally since 15th of May when the outbreak was at its peak and lockdowns were still in place. American President Donald Trump, meanwhile, who is hospitalized after testing positive along with his wife Melania Trump, posted a video message last evening saying that he is doing well and that his wife Melania was doing very well too. He said that the next few days will be the real test. While the president appeared pale and a little hoarse-sounding, his team said he is not out of the woods yet, but they remain cautiously optimistic. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Young reporters have really rescued journalism once again from primetime anchors. So the mm-hmm. Indian Express reporters, again, very young. Mm-hmm. Tanushree Pandey from Times of, uh, from India Today, again, had she not at 2 o'clock made those videos mm-hmm. of what the police had done, none of us would have known and none of us would have outraged or we didn't have, none of us would have had this blatant, you know, police action in our face. So hats off to her that she was there. And again, again, from print also, there were some, you know, really striking images that their photographer clicked. Of course, our reporters were also there giving us complete details. So as a cautionary note, I just want to add that we are so starved for good journalism that whenever we see a little bit of it, we tend to go overboard and become too like, oh, wow, congratulatory and smug and, you know, this painting heroes out of... This should used to this be the norm. This has to be the norm and please demand more out of us. Don't keep patting us on the back and saying, wow, you did your job. That was a short clip from the latest episode of our podcast, News Laundry Hafta. The regular panel with Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey, Mehraj Lone and Raman Kirpal were joined by author and journalist Nisha Susan. Do listen to the complete episode for more on Hatras, the Babri Masjid demolition verdict and the American presidential debate. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.